From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve. Here we are, the Forum for the Fans, the Bleed Blue Show, Dugout Podcast, Achilles uh, episode. So, you're wondering why why I named this shit Achilles. Well, I don't care what the, what the Yankees do for the rest of the season. I think we can all say um, everything goes through Houston. Whether we get the home field or not, uh, Yankees are going to win the ALEs. I think we kind of uh, pretty much sealed the deal on that. But for the first 40 minutes of this episode, we're going to talk strictly Yankees, our own squad, and what's went down. Because I think more bad has happened than good since the All-Star break. Uh, man, not to, you know, we'll congratulate John Carlos Stanton for a home run derby. Whoop-de-doo. You know, I mean, I mean, some fans are cool with that. And I don't necessarily care, you know, for All-Star games, AO winning over the NL and All-Star MVPs and things of that nature. I, I'm all for... World Series. Are we going to win the World Series or we're not? We're going to win the championships or not? Any sport, any of my teams. So, first 40 minutes, we're going to knock out our own squad. Last 20 minutes, we're going to focus around Major League Baseball because I think it's time to discuss the, the wild card implications. Uh, Toronto, I mean, I, they've been winning six in a row. We'll talk about them. That They almost put, they almost put up 30, 30 runs on, on Boston on Friday, right? Uh, the Mariners uh, were playing great baseball. They uh, had their 14-game win streak snapped. Uh, the Otani start on Friday versus the Braves. You want to talk about that? Um, I, you know, they got some great Yankee fans on this platform, right? I want to see if they're uh, going to be checking out that Derek Jeter documentary. I want to put that on the table within our first 40 minutes. So let's get everybody on. Let's talk about it. The injury, uh, Michael King, I think is huge. That is we have we already had uh, ailments and we already had uh, our woes out of the pen or pitching in general, but especially out of the pen. You saw Chapman give up the big three run home run versus Baltimore, even though the Yankees took two out of three. The bullpen issues. We needed to shore up the bullpen by the deadline, and we're losing guys. How are we going to overcome it? We're going to talk about all of this. Let's, let's get everybody on. Let's just say hello, everybody. We'll start. Uh, um, but Jimmy, Jimmy, say hello to to the people. How's how's everything? Say hello real quick. How you doing? Hey, 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 how you doing, guys? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to get started, man. Okay. Let's cool. go Yankees. All right, all right. Let's get Carl on. Carl, what's up, man? How you doing? Things are going well, Steve. Things are going well. Hopefully, Jimmy, you're doing okay. It was an interesting trip up to Houston a couple of days ago, and uh, let's. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Yes, sir. And, of course, shout-outs to Carl. And, of course, uh, that'll be at the C-Notes. And um, Dominic is with us. Shout-outs to Dom. I look forward to getting his thoughts. What's up, Chief? How's everything, man? Good evening, Stephen. Good evening. How you doing, man? Good? I'm good, Steve. How you doing? I'm good, boss. I'm good. Let's, let's get right into it, man. We got 40 minutes to knock out our team. Jimmy, I got to be honest with you. I know – I mean, listen – it's a competitive AL East. We're going to win the AL East, right? We got it. We got we got off to a great start because we had a soft June schedule. And we took advantage, and it is what it is. However, Jimmy, I cannot notice our woes with the Astros. It seems like every game, this is going to be the team that's going to be in our way in the AL. I, 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 rest of the way, I, I'm. I, we're going to win pretty much most of the series. It really comes down to me right now, July 25th. What the hell we're going to go? How how we're going to face or how we're going to do? if we run into the Astros in the postseason. I mean, nothing's guaranteed. I mean, we still have to get to them. But once we get to them, how's it going to go? You know, because I see the struggles this regular season, Jimmy. What's your thoughts on the series versus the Astros? What's your, what's your thoughts on, you know, winning the series versus Baltimore? I mentioned Michael King. Chapman giving up the three-run home run. But uh, how, how, how confident are you right now with this team, even with this big lead? And do you fear the Astros? What are your thoughts on Stanton on the home run? <laughs> Uh, in the in, in All Star game, all that, and we'll go to Carl and we'll go to Dom after that. I mean, I mean, uh, as far as far as uh, as, far, as far as you know, fear on the Astros, man. Like I, I, I really am. You know, it's it's hard not 
it's hard not to fear them because like every time every time we play them, you know, we think we think we're gonna we 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 think we think we're gonna have them. Like we'll have flashes of we'll have flashes of doing all the good that got us here, and then like and then like boom, they just they they just try to they just come they just come in like wildfire on us, and uh, you know, let's see. It it seems like they have our number this year is what I'm saying. So we have to. It's it's definitely something that we got to figure out. You know, especially when it comes to where where they have our number is like pitching. It, it seems to me like it seems to me like against their pitching, we we just can't hit it. Or or if we, or if we hit it, we're lucky if we get like we're we're lucky if we get even one run off of them. So you know that's something that if we do if we do face them in the postseason, we have to. We we got to figure it out somehow. I don't know how we're gonna do it. I don't know what our strategy is gonna be, but we're gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, yeah. You know, as far as far as uh, as far as the stuff with Jincaller Stanton, you know, the and and the All Star stuff. I mean, my thoughts on the All Star game is this. You know, you know, it's just it's just it's just to have fun. You know, it's not it's not really something serious. You know, it's a nice thing to be a part of all that stuff. But at the at the end of at the end of the day, you know, it's just it's just guys having fun, you know, t- t- taking a break while still playing baseball, you know. Yeah, you know, and as as far as the uh, as a, as far as the bullpen goes, you know, we have to we 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 got to figure out, you know, who's gonna who's gonna replace Michael King because Michael King is a Ma- Michael King is a huge loss. Yeah, yeah, you know, he he was one of he was one of our best. He was one of our best in the bullpen, you know, along with Clay Holmes. I mean, so thank God that we still got Clay Holmes, but you know, we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna replace Michael King because, you know, you know, when it gets down to the when it gets down to like the eighth inning, you know, we're gonna we're we're gonna need we're gonna need a guy there, and we don't have one now. So, uh, those so those are those are my thoughts there. I I, I just hope we keep uh, I I just. I just I just hope we keep winning somehow and uh, go 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 Yankees man. All right, cool. Shout out to Jimmy. Thanks very much, uh, Carl. Let's go to you. Let me also add this to the table. Uh, Aaron Judge, of course, Player of the Week. But I think this was I think I saw this on social media, and I think I want to bring this to this conversation to this evening, where obviously Aaron Judge is having a monstrous uh, season. Uh, I would love him to be a long-time Yankee. But, however, I can't not ignore what I saw in the uh, situation going on with the Nationals, with Juan Soto turning down that $400 million-plus contract for 15 years or whatever. So the theory was, if you don't make a play for a judge, and I know this is a little early to be talking about it, what about a guy who's a great hitter in Juan Soto, a World Series champion, and significantly younger, if the Yankees was to make the play for him? I mean, I don't know if you guys want to dive into that part of the conversation. I think it was interesting for the fact that it was it was said on by by baseball fans. But your thoughts also, Carl Michael King versus the Astros, uh, uh, the middle relief, the whole the whole shebang. Anything you have, and we'll go to dime after that. We probably should save that for the last fifteen minutes of the show because I feel like that the Soto thing and what has transpired both the offer and what the fallout has been sort of deserves its own set of time, uh, I feel. So I'm, I'm, let, me, let me hold on that for a moment. Um, as far as the Houston thing, as I have been consistently saying, I believe Houston has been the best team. I don't care what the Yankees' record has been, that all roads were going to go through them. And in the two days, in the day I spent in that ballpark, which lasted about, eight hours and 50 minutes. I saw nothing to indicate that things have changed in any form or fashion. Um, I think coming into that series, the Yankees lineup against the Houston starting pitcher, no matter who the person has been, was hitting like 090. And I know in the first game, they only had three hits. And in the second game, before they took the guy out after five innings, I think they had like four hits. So, they're still hitting right around 100 against every start of the Astros put out there over the seven-game series that they played. Um, whether it was Javier, whether it was um, the other kid, I think it was Garcia, who pitched the, 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 the second part of the game, 
Verlander, and of course they have McCullers coming back, and I think they've got one of their starters. I think it was, was it Arquiti. I have to check who pitched the, one of the games uh, at the same. Listen, they do their scouting and, and how they go about attacking the Yankees hitters is incredible. It, because there has been at no point, as I was watching both of those games, where the Yankees really able, outside of LeMayu's opposite field home run, the Yankees were not in a position at any point where they were able to square up anything Houston was throwing at them. Now, some may say, because I could, I could not, not seeing what the re, social media reaction was during these games, my feeling on it was probably something along the lines of the fans thinking, well, the Yankees are trying to, quote-unquote, do too much, or they're swinging for the fence. No, that wasn't what was happening. The Houston Astros are pitching really, really well. That's what was happening. And unfortunately, the, the sort of um, end result of that is what you see. You know, the Yankees, I think in the, in the seven games that they've, had, that they've played against, I don't think they've had the lead at any, in any of those innings outside of two of the games in which they walked off and won the game. In every other inning, they were losing, basically. And he say, okay, well, how do you solve that? Well, unfortunately, there's not a I, – as I told somebody leaving the ballpark that night, and a couple of people later on that night down in Houston, I said, there's not a player that the Yankees could trade for, whether it be hitter or pitcher, that's going to solve this. It's not as if you're watching the game and say, boy, you know what? If the Yankees just had this big bopper in the lineup, this would change everything against the Astros. can't say that. The whole lineup isn't hitting against them. Basically, all nine guys aren't hitting against them. So you know, one guy's going to change it. No. If you say, "Well, let's get a let's get a starting pitcher. Let's get the guy from Cincinnati, who apparently is now being talked about throughout the league," you can't guarantee me that him going from Cincinnati to the Yankees is somehow going to like make a a sizable difference in the way that these games have been playing out. You can't, you can't say that. There's no you have no proof of that. Nothing. Zero. So what do you do? You just essentially just have to just hope and pray that somehow, if this series presents itself in October, that the Yankees figure out a couple of ways to get a couple of hits, really a couple of big hits. Like the biggest moment of the series, I thought, was that I think it was in the third inning of the first game where the bases were loaded and nobody out, Carpenter's at the plate, and he lines into a double play that right to the first baseman. Like, like, what do you do? And then at the end of the game, when I think his name is Machevik, if I believe if I have this guy's name correctly, when King was going to try to play Houdini, and here's a guy who yep. barely plays, gets a you know uh, an, uh, an infield hit to the left it. side of the field on the pitch that was six inches out of the strike zone. <laughs> like what? Like what, how, how do you counter that? There is no counter for that. And so unfortunately, despite the quote unquote historic season the Yankees are having. The Astros, if you look at the standings, are only one game worse than them <laughs> as, great as, as the Yankees have played. So the Astros, not only are they equal, they're better than them. And until proven otherwise, they are the equipment I, I put on, on Twitter, I think, of that, that night was the 2001 season. The, the Astros, not the Astros, but the Mariners won 116 games, had that historic mm-hmm. season. I don't think anybody's gotten that. But everybody knew that in a seven-game series, they didn't match up with the Yankees, who I think won like 95 that year. And when the series presented itself, that's exactly what happened. So are we basically the 2001 Mariners 21 years later? Is that essentially what this is? You know, the Astros have been the standard bearer, and the Yankees are just, no matter what they do, no matter how many games they win, no matter who they acquire, are going to be in this sort of spot where until proven otherwise, you know, the Astros are just better, period. End of story. And I'll add to what you said from that game on Thursday, the first part of that doubleheader, or the first game from that doubleheader before we go to Dom. And the thing that sucks about it was, like you said, Michael King came in and relief after the Yankees tied it. I thought, first of all, I thought it was a very good call by Boone to bring in IKF for the pinch hit, I, even if it was a righty on righty. Good call, good hit to tie the game. But even with Michael King in relief, uh, Bregman had the single. Uh, uh, Diaz had the the, the double to left. Uh, I think when uh, Alvarez who came up uh, and he he got a walk and like you said, uh, 
the uh, the, uh, the guy, the pinch hitter, like you said, had the uh, infield singer to seal the deal against Michael King, who's no longer with the team because of Tommy John. Like, <laughs> I mean, that was one of our best middle reliefs, man. So, Don, let's go to you, man. Um, I, I, I feel the same sentiments as Carl, Jimmy, and Yankee fans after the Houston series. I, I mean, Baltimore is Baltimore. I mean, no, not, no knock against them. I mean, they're having a, a good season for their standards, but everything goes through Houston for me. Even we're talking about this uh, late July. What's up, man? What are your thoughts? It's it's hard to excuse me. It's hard to debate what he says. But again, me just being the glass half full kind of guy. When when you look at it in its in the totality and like per inning. First of all, I think it was the second game. The Yankees got down five nothing. Mm. Cut it to five to cut it to seven five in the ninth inning. But at, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm not debating the guy's stats, but throughout all of that, throughout all of getting swept, it was 10 to 7, 17 hits to 13 hits during that, excuse me, during that sweep. So it's not like they just smoked us. They had their spurts. We didn't answer. Then when we answered on occasion, it was too late. And, and King blowing that game in the night, I mean, God bless him what happened after that, but that normally don't happen. I'm, I'm just looking at sheer numbers, not, not who, who the Astros are, and again, not to debate what the young man said, but when you look at these two teams, again, in its totality, they're, they're almost close in everything. You know, batting average, uh, ERA. We, we think the Astros are that much better than us in pitching, but it's really not that far off when you look at the total numbers of the whole team and when it comes to hitting, it's the same way with the hitting, you know, we, we got them in on base percentage runs, home runs, slugging percentage, you know, they got us in ERA, but it's at, at the end of the day, you got to find a way to put timely hits together, no matter how good their pitching is, because again, by the numbers, we hit, pretty well now do we have some kind of wojo versus the astros i don't know that that remains to be seen i think it's what five to two this year they won five we won two so it's again i maybe i'm maybe it's the yankee fan coming out of me but i do believe that come come october we all know this is bound to happen so if you don't make no adjustments and i'm not saying getting pieces just doing the right thing with runners in scoring position. Will Will Jermaine come back and fill some kind of void in the bullpen? You know, a, a lot of questions, but we could all have questions from July till the end of September. We hope some of them get answered. And when I mean some of them, I mean some of them that we have right now. I mean, unless we pull a rabbit out our hat and, and get, you know, Reggie Jackson, we are what we are. So you got to play with your strengths. And the Yankee strengths all year, guys, believe it or not, have been their pitching. And for some reason they slipped a little, but they didn't slip off the map. I'm not saying who got the better pitching. I'm just going by sheer numbers. The Yankees was first in a lot of categories in pitching from earned runs, batting average, walks. Now they're third, third, and second in all three of those categories. So they remain consistent in a lot of areas. Is the Astros the elephant in the room? Well, we're going to have to play them. (laughs) Sooner or later, we're going to have to play them where the rubber meets the road. And that will determine where the Yankees go. I'm not counting them out because they've seemed to have some bad games against the Astros. Shoot, they had bad games against lesser teams. But still to this day, whether it's one game or half a game, they still have and still enjoy having the best record in baseball. They've been consistent, but we all fall down. It's whether they get back up and and, and drive on in, in the direction they've been going through all season. I mean, they didn't get to where they're at by luck. I mean, they're what, 35 games over 500? 30, yeah, 35 games over 500? Nobody could say that. The Astros are playing ball, too, guys. Don't get it twisted. They're probably the two best teams in baseball. It would be nice if the Astros were still in the National League, 
this way the two best teams may play in the World Series. But that's not going to happen, and the Yankees just got to get back to doing what they were doing, stay consistent, take each series as it comes, and let's see where the chips fall, where they're at come the end of September. All right. Shout out to Dom. Thank you. Let me uh, uh, speak a little bit more back on it before we go back to Jimmy. Um, my thoughts are I think Houston's probably going to surpass the Yankees with the best record in the AL. I just think the Yankees have more a better – they have more of a competitive uh, division with the, uh, the Jays and the Rays in particular this year who are tops in the wild card. Uh, the Yankees are not going to fall that far back, so I'm not worried about the wild card. I'm, it's just, I'm just looking as far as home field. Uh, I think the Astros, even with their recent success against the Yankees, cheating or no cheating, I think some of those guys on this roster, once they, lo- they love playing against the Yankees. They thrive against the Yankees. And I think they want to even rewrite a little bit of 2019 history to say that cheating thing, what, what they got caught for, that's nothing. We could still beat these guys with or without the electronic cheating. I think a lot of those guys in that clubhouse do believe that. And I know they have, there's a little bit of, uh, I would say bad blood, but, you know, with Garrett Cole leaving the Astros and joining the Yankees, you know, he's kind of joined the, uh, the, the some of the, of the arch enemy. Um, none of these guys fear them. And, I, and that's the thing I get when I see the Yankees versus everybody else in the league, not to say all the teams fear the Yankees. I just think the Astros just take it to the Yankees like no other team in the AL has this year. Um, so to me, and, and, I, and this is another reason why I think the Astros are probably going to secure home field because as great as the Yankees start has been, they, Houston within their own division, they, they, they play trash. I mean, Seattle won that. They had the big 14 game win streak right before the all-star break. But who is really Seattle? Is Seattle just a fluke with that streak or is it, you know, are, are, they, are they the real deal to compete for the wild card? Everybody else, the angels, the athletics, uh, the Rangers, they bring nothing. Like they're going to stack wins against those. And the Yankees have they got to play better competition, obviously within the division. And I think Toronto's coming along right now. That that's a team I fear if we have to see them in the short series. But just going back with the situation on Thursday with Michael King in relief, and if he's our best relief pitcher, he has the best strikeouts per nine innings on the roster, and he's no longer there. Somebody has got to step up. I mean, who are we going to count on? Uh, Loisica? I think he's capable, but he hasn't. He's just got back off an of injury, and that's asking a lot after the great. We needed more. I, to me, I think it wasn't really the starting. I think we really need more middle relief more than ever now. Uh, they, there's definitely got to be some moves made at the uh, All Star break. I mean, not All Star break at the trade deadline. Um. Jimmy, I'm going to go back to you. You heard everybody else speak. Anything else you'd like to say or add to that? Uh, I also had, uh, let's see, Judge, I, I talked about, you know, Carl said something about, you know, leave the Soto the last. We could do that uh, as we go around Major League Baseball. Um, oh, Jimmy, yeah, uh, what is your thoughts on the this upcoming series versus the Mets? Uh, I was kind of vocal about that on social media. I, I look at the Mets like just another team, meaning I know they're the other team in New York, right? But to me, I don't get as hyped Yankees versus Mets uh, because we since we beat them in the World Series in, in 2000, it's just, they're just like way in my rear view. The only teams I really worry about year to year, Jimmy, is the Astros. Well, recently is the Astros and the teams in our division. That's who's in our way. The Mets, they're just another team to me. I don't care if they play in Queens or not. But what are your thoughts as far as this upcoming series versus the Mets, they have been playing good baseball, but they lost two out of three. And I think when it comes to the Yankees-Mets, Jimmy, to be honest and get your thoughts, Carl and Don, I think this shit really means more to Mets fans than Yankee fans. I think the Yankees fan kind of sees it quite – it's more about World Series, I believe, with most Yankee fans. What are your thoughts on that? What about um, all the thoughts you just heard just now uh, with the Yankees, with the concerns? Or or maybe we, we, we'll we break right. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, as far, as far as the Yankees and Mets go, you know, it, it gives us a chance to, it gives, it gives us, it gives us a chance to get, you know, to get some wins together. Anytime when you get some wins together is good. 
you know, you know, as far as far as like who, as far as like who we fear in the, uh, as far as like who we fear for for me, for 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 me, it's really the Blue Jays. Like the blue, the Blue Jays are the ones that, the Blue Jays are the ones I think we should really worry about. You know, because 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 like they they have game they have games where they could like, when 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 they're on they're really on like they're hit. Their hitting is like top notch, so like those are the ones that, those those are the ones that I feel we have to really watch out for. You know, as far as far as everybody else goes, I think I think as long as we as long as we do the little things, as long as we do the little things right, you know, you know, getting getting timely getting timely base hits and scoring scoring what men on base, you know, if we if we do those little things, I I really believe that we could. I really believe that we can beat anybody. You know, it's just that uh you know, we got to keep doing what we're doing. And as far as far as uh as far as the bullpen goes, I I really believe that, you know, we have to we got to do something about that with a trade deadline with a trade deadline coming up because uh, I mean, going going into the way our bullpen is now, like we don't have we we we, we don't have a guy from middle relief anymore. Like Michael King, My, Michael King was that guy. So like so, so like Cashman is really, Cashman is really gonna have to look and say, okay, like, who, who's out there? Who's out there that we could really grab? That's gonna, that, that, that's gonna. I mean, I don't. We don't need him to be like Michael King, because that's gonna be hard to find, obviously. But we, we just need somebody that's gonna be consistent, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, just come, just come in and, just come in and be there when we need him. So, well, well, we'll. We'll see how that goes. I mean, so I, my my thing is, I I just hope we can get some. Uh, I just hope we can get some wins together. And you know, yeah, Yankee Yankees mess is always fun. You know, they're always competitive games, and I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. So let me ask you the question directly: Do you think the guy on the roster, whoever it may be, Lick? No, nah, not Licky, because he's more of a specialist. Um, uh, a combination of Castro, maybe um, uh, Loisica. Do you think they could fill in that Michael King void, so we could get you know on top of trying to get another arm in the bullpen? Do you think they could do the job, basically? Yeah, what I, Michael King was I, doing. I, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I think they can. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you just don't know because I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, Loisica is great, but he hasn't been. He hasn't been the Loisaga that we all know, that, that we all know from like, that we all know from like even even like a year ago. Like, he there, there was a time when we all know as Yankee fans when Loisaga was Loisaga was as good as Michael King, and you know obviously obviously he's not there now. So like, we're we're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna need either him or Castro to be that way. So like, I I, I hope they I hope they could do it, but it's hard to. It's hard to say right now. All right, Carl. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's arms currently in that pen that can make up for the production Michael King has done up until this point? Um, it, how do you looking at? How are you looking at this particular situation and making up for that? Uh, the answer to that question is no. <laughs> point point blank. Period. King was the third best pitcher on the team this season. When you when you subtract Cole and Cortez from the equation this season, King was the third best pitcher on the team. Just if you just use pitching war, like he was that valuable of a player, and that person, unfortunately, you know, if you wanted to acquire that pitcher in the marketplace right now, it would legitimately cost you probably your two of your uh, one of your A level prospects if, if such a pitcher were ever to be made available right now as a reliever. Like that's how good King was this season. You know, unfortunately, like if you take a look now, at the, at, if I asked you before the season started, who are the Yankees' four best relief pitchers? Let's say, after, let's say after like April, right? So that would have probably been what? Green, Holmes, King, and maybe Chapman. Well, two of those guys don't exist anymore. Won't be back the rest of the season. And the third guy, which is Chapman, unfortunately, I've come to the conclusion that as long as he is in a non-closer role, you, 
it's almost you may as well just not even have him on the roster. He's not going to be like it's not like he's going to regain his old form and play the role of a setup man. I just don't believe it. There has been no evidence in his history ever to show that. It's just not. It's, someone said that a couple of weeks ago. I forgot who it was. Uh, it may have been Frank Thomas actually who said that. And I you know I agree with it. Like the idea that oh maybe Chapman can figure himself out and become an eighth inning guy. Like no, I don't know. I don't. At this stage in his career, I just don't think that's going to happen. So you have a, a bullpen shortage now. You know, even with Loisaga there. Let's say you have Loisaga, you have Holmes. Um, after that, you know, Licky, okay, he's, you know, he, you know, he, he can give you what he can give you, but the, in the role he was, he's been in the whole season, that was more or less, you know, a, a, a high, you know, quality role for him. But to give him higher level importance, I feel is very risky. After that, you basically will be now be forced to go into, you know, Miguel Castro was designed to be like your fifth or sixth best relief pitcher. So after mm-hmm. you become, you know, relief pitcher suddenly or seventh inning or, you know, whatever high leverage reliever you want to use, you know, time of the game you want to use him in. That's never been what he has done ever in his career. You know, there's a reason why he's pitching for the Orioles. I mean, you know, so unfortunately you not have to go into the trade market to find guys assuming that they even exist and try to, re, you know, recalibrate the bullpen that way. I saw they had Shane Green come up the other day. The pitch against the Orioles, you know, this is dead corpse, and you know, not much was going on there. So, now there's a shortage. You got to figure out a way to, you know, sort of replenish that if you can. But that's a hard position to fill when you're also factoring in that you likely might need a starting pitcher at the trade deadline. That you probably are going to try to find some level of an outfield replacement for uh, the person who will not be named that can't touch the ball when he plays. You know, that's, that's asking a lot. Like, that's, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of things all of a sudden that you're like, man, okay, I got to get this, this, and this. I only have X amount to, to trade. Like, the amount of resources you have and the amount of resources you need to bring in, like, there's a math equation here with this. And, unfortunately, that's not, you know, technically adding up um, in terms of trying to get the roster kind of back to, like, I don't know, Memorial Day peak, which I don't think now is probably going to happen the rest of the season. Um, fair points. Now you brought up Shane Green because another no decision for Garrett Cole on uh, on his last start versus Baltimore, where his pitch count kind of got it was in the uh, in the what one twelve one thirteen. I I really wanted him to get the win. Uh, he had a he's been having a very good season, uh, of course, the Garrett Cole standards. Uh, but I think the Yankees kind of there's been certain games this season they have not given him the run support after him. Uh, in the game up three to two and the bullpen blowing it and then losing that game on Saturday. Um, uh, I, I, I hate that because uh, he, to me, statistically is not matching up to where he should be at. What? How many games he started this year? Well, well, uh, 20, right now. Give me a sec. 20, about 20, 21. He should have like 14 wins. I mean, I, I'm not usually big on, is it twenty? Okay, something like that. I knew it was something like that. So twenty games, like, twenty games. He, 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 yeah, like he, like he, the the team to me, run support wise, as great as we have, like and when he has started, uh, he should have more wins. And it's not his fault. It's just uh, sometimes uh, the the relief, like you you mentioned, it, when Shane Green came in and relief behind Abreu, uh, gave up the uh, the tying run. Man, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, anything else? Or Carl, you have a question for Dom? If you want to throw something at, uh, at Dominic. On, on what we've been talking about? Um, not exactly. I'm always a little confused by the term finding a way, right? I think Dom mentioned that when we're talking about, you know, the Astros and comparing the Yankees numbers to the Astros numbers um, in terms of the season series. So I'm looking at this here. The Yankees have faced Astros. Uh, they've had 127 at-bats against the Astros starters and 61 at-bats against the Astros relievers. And they have more hits against the relievers than they do to starters. <laughs> which is crazy when you just think about it based on the sample size. And they've scored more runs whenever Houston starting pitchers are not in the game than when the starting pitcher is. So when we look at that, what would we attribute that to? So the Yankees are simply just not getting any hits. Is it just a matter of, 
see, I don't think it's a bad approach. But if I asked you, how would you go about rectifying the fact that they're not getting any hits against anybody Houston is starting? Like, how, do, how does that manifest itself? Like, what are, we, what are we saying is the solution outside of just sort of, I don't know, just hoping, <laughs> hoping that it turns around? Is that essentially what we're just basically saying in so many words? Like, it's got to turn around because it has to turn around? Or are we just kind of just hoping and praying that the game starts whenever Houston brings in a relief pitcher, which actually just might be the answer? Uh, Dominic? That, that, that's a great analogy because I'm, I'm looking at it where we are what we are. We have who we have. Again, unless we come up with something miraculous, it's got to be on the players that are playing now. Well, well, I'm not looking for a, a magic wand or a genie in the bottle. I'm just saying there comes a time you have to step up no matter who you're playing. You have to step up there. There's nobody behind. There should be nobody behind you better than you. I mean, come on, guys. We kind of caught lightning in a bottle with Carpenter. You know, if anybody saw this coming, then you're Nostradamus. I, 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 I dominate you, genius of the year. But, again, the way he stepped up, we could only depend and hope, and maybe like the young man said, pray that it just gets better because I don't see nothing happening, guys. So I'm looking at it where we are who we are. We got who we got. Now, again, do we shore up some of the bullpen during the trade deadline? Again, those are hypotheticals. I don't like, you know, living on hypotheticals. I'm a Knicks fan. I hear too much of that. I could only go by what we have. <laughs> so that, and, and you know what? To, to try to lighten the mood a little bit. When you brought up the Subway Series, I don't know if it's me, but I think that, Subway Series, interleague play, sort of lost its luster because now there's interleague play every day. So it's not like, you know, there's a block of games set aside for when the Cubs play the White Sox. And to me, it's lost its luster. It was good in the beginning because we got a chance to see the Mets and the Yankees, the Cubs, and the White Sox, whatever kind of city rivalry, state rivalry you want to have. But to me, only me, guys. That, that has been in my rearview mirror for a minute. And I mm-hmm. just look at it like I think, I think Steve might have said it. It's another game. But mm-hmm. it's a game we got to win because the Mets are in desperation mode because slowly but surely the wheels are coming off their, you know, their ship. So they're going to be out there to, to prove they're still in this to win this. So we just can't look at it like, you know, our record's better than theirs. We're the Yankees at a match. No. Sometimes you got to look at things as, you know, the next opponent in front of you. And, and to Toronto, guys, I, I love them. They're a hell of a hitting team. They're 10 games over 500, but they can't pitch worth a lick. Talk about our pitching. They can't pitch worth a lick. So if, if they're going to get into a slugfest with you, I guess they cross their heart and cross their fingers, and hopefully they just outbash you because their pitching sucks, guys. Just straight up, you know, again, like I always say, Steve, you know, numbers don't lie. People lie with numbers. They're pitching. It's atrocious. We're only 10 games over 500. We got to compete and beat. Steve, we said this a long time ago. You got to take one series at a time, no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. It, it could be Toronto or it could be Kansas City. It's one series at a time and move on from there. Do Toronto, does Toronto scare me? No, because I, I look at their pitching and their pitching. And, you know, we're trying to fill Still void, they're like one of the worst teams in baseball when it comes to pitching. So, again, I don't fear nobody. The Yankees got to get it together, guys. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it seems like this is what we got moving forward. So, if we don't get it together, it'll be another. And forgive me for saying it, because some people didn't even have the Yankees in the wild card. So, you know, whatever happens in the, and down the road, one, we're going to stay competitive. Take one series at a time. We'll meet the Astros when we meet the Astros. And somebody, a lot of guys, just have to step up. Be who you are. Do what you do. And to the young man's point, if getting into the bullpen is our cup of tea against them, then we need to get to the damn bullpen sooner. That's, you know, I don't, I don't want to make it sound so easy and coy, but he brought up some great numbers. So if you don't get into their bullpen and this stays status quo, and guess what? 
we we may have an exit going into October. I don't want to see that. I, I believe the Yankees are a better team. They just got to keep proving it. And the Astros are just another thorn in their side for now. And we got to find a way to get that damn thorn out outside and move forward. Right. Hey, 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 John, who is your favorite Yankee all-time player? Like, who is All-time. All-time. Well, yeah, know, who's, your, who's your guy? You know, you, you know I'm old, so. Nah, not Thurman Munson? But I, I would probably, yeah, I would probably go with Thurman. Or, I know this sounds weird because he wasn't a Yankee that long. I was in love with Willie Randolph since mm-hmm. I was a kid. You know, him and Mickey Rivers. I mean, yeah, Thurman is the ultimate go-to guy. But to me, you know, I used to just love watching Mickey. I actually met Mickey Rivers after the Ollie Spinks fight at Yankee Stadium. So I was a little – but I always – it always stuck in my head. The way he walked on the field was the way he walked in real life. Like his feet always hurted. But when he hit the ball (laughs) – so Willie Randolph, you know, again, being a native New Yorker like me, he was a native New Yorker playing for the Yankees. He's always been one of my favorites. Thurman is up there, yeah. So, yeah, I really, you know what, Steve, to be honest, other than me liking, I never really had a favorite player. Like, even even the modern-day eras with the Cheetahs and Paul O'Neill, I've always been a Yankee fan. I never really picked and choose who was my favorite player. So, But Mickey Rivers and Willie Randolph stand out because I love the way they played. All right. Yeah, no, the reason why I bring that up, I'm going to get Jimmy and Carl's thoughts. Because uh, the Derek Jeter uh, miniseries on ESPN Plus, I don't know if you've been watching. I know you're big on watching the sports documentaries. I'm going to jump on it probably sometime this week and try to catch up. Because normally I'm, I, I actually don't mind that. I, they, I think they do a good job. We, you know, we watch all the Bulls series and all these documentaries as far as players. Derek Jeter. It's close because I'm a, I was I was always a Mattingly guy. That was my first guy because when I first became a Yankee fan in the '80s, that was my guy. Of course, Don Mattingly. But when Derek Jeter, of course, came onto the scene, uh, you know, straight, you know, and we drafted him through the minors. Uh, he, I, he, in a lot of ways, he kind of maybe because he won the World Series, plural. Uh, I would probably maybe a nod over Mattingly. Oh, I, I'm gonna get Jimmy's thoughts and Carl's thoughts because I don't know if you guys are watching. I want to bring that to the table. We'll go around Major League Baseball as well. Uh, you brought up t- Toronto. Oh, Don, since we're on it, let me get your thoughts. Was you you thought that was crazy where the Blue Jays almost put 30 in one night in Fenway? Well, what were your thoughts on that before we go to Jimmy, man? I gotta get your thoughts on that. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I think maybe we look at it because it was the Red Sox, but that was just. Wow. I mean, if anything could go wrong, it went wrong. I mean, you don't score that many runs. I mean, the the grand slam was, like, almost comical. Oh, inside yeah. The I didn't know where the ball was. I mean, that was embarrassing. I mean, I, I, I'm i not a Red Sox fan, but there's a point where you actually start feeling sorry for teams, and I'm almost at that point with them. I feel sorry for them. It's like they can't do nothing right. And, again, not to be the dead horse, this is what I said a few minutes ago. Toronto's going to score some runs. We That's a given. They're going to score some runs. But at the end of the day, can they stop anybody else from scoring other than the Red Sox? Yeah. Uh, and they ended up sweeping them. And the crazy thing about that, as bad as Boston has been playing, because right before the break, we destroyed them with 27 runs in two games. And they gave up all these runs and pretty much one game and lost. It got swept at home. They're only three games out of the wild card. <laughs> Since three teams in each league gets into the wild card. But, Jimmy, uh, what are your thoughts? The Toronto game. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Otani start. Uh, start. I got to go see this guy play, man. I mean, th- th- these are things in sports. This is freak shit. And I know, Carl, we talked about this with Otani. But, Jimmy, your thoughts on Otani? Yeah, he was pitching great versus the Braves on Friday, but then he gave up them big home runs. But the fact that you got a pitcher that could do that, give you ace-like stuff, and, and, and deliver with his own power, uh, the Mariners, after the 14-game win streak, they got swept by the Astros. Who are the Seattle Mariners? Are they are they for real? Are they frauds? Uh, and then, Carl, I got some questions for you as well. Oh, yeah, Jimmy, who is your favorite Yankee, by the way? If you can answer all those questions and anything else around Major League Baseball, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm 
mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Yankee. I'm a Yankee fan all the way, no matter who the player is. But if, if I had, if, 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 if I, if I had, if I had to choose like one, if I had to choose like one guy now, I'd, I, 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 I know, I know, I know now, I know now it would be Judge. I mean, I mean, I mean, the guy just put the guy just plays out of his mind, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know he's. You know he's a home he's a home run hitter. He's really good. So judge would be judge would be my modern guy right now if I had to choose one. Um, you know as far as far as far as the Otani stuff goes, I'll say this like that 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 guy that guy's just a baseball beast. Like I I've I've never I've never seen a guy that could that could hit and pitch well. You know because because you know usually what happens is you you have a you have a guy that could do one or the other. You know, you know, when this guy gets up there, he does both. So, so it's like, so, so it's like, man, I mean, I mean, I mean, he's he's gonna be, he, he's gonna be the future a long time. Um, and as far and as far as like the Mariners go, the Mariners have, the Mariners have good young guys, you know, like Julio Rodriguez and stuff like that. But um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think that I think they were just on a roll. I mean, I don't, I don't real, I don't. I don't really take them seriously yet because what 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 they lack really is they're kind they're kind of like the Blue Jays in the sense that you know their 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 pitch their pitching is just okay it's not great you know mm-hmm. you know they only have like they only have like one decent guy on there everybody else you know you know everybody else besides Marco Marco Gonzalez they're not they're 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 not they're not really that good you know so. That's my thoughts on that, and, and then, and then you know, and then, and then you know, as far as, as far as the rest of the way, we just have to, we just have to figure out, uh, we we just have to figure out how to put some wins together, you know, to, starting tomorrow against tomorrow against the Mets, and you know, just just, just go from there. Win as you know, win as many series as we can, you know, and, and if we can if if we can figure out the bullpen problem, great, you know. If, you know, if we can't, we just have to. We just have to see where the pieces fall. So, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it all around, though. All right, all right. Shout out to Jimmy. Now, Carl, if I had to guess, Carl, your all-time Yankee, I would say Mattingly. I'm just a guess. I have no idea. But if you could tell us who it is now, are you watching that uh, Derek Jeter series on ESPN Plus? Uh, the captain, but also you, you said you want to reserve your thoughts on Juan Soto. If you want to fire away on that, you want to talk about Toronto almost putting up 30, Otani, the Mariners. Uh, Dom, I got a special question for you after that, if you can answer all those questions as well. But, uh, Cole, who is your Yankee guy? Do you have one? Uh, Derek Jeter is my favorite. Uh, he's actually my probably my favorite athlete of any um, in any sport, um, as okay. I'm thinking about it when I grew all the different ones. Um, he's the only player uh, that I bought a jersey of. He's the only player I ever will buy a jersey of. They're sitting in my closet. Unfortunately, I can't wear them anymore because I tried to wear it last Thursday for the second game of the doubleheader, and I realized that because I lost all this weight, that the jersey no is like a it's like a nightgown. I can't I can't I can't wear it anymore. So <laughs> I got to figure out a way to wear I got to figure out what. I, when I, I can only wear it when I'm wearing jeans. Apparently, I can't. I can't rock them when I when I wear when I wear a pair of shorts and it's 125 degrees outside as it was last week. So I, that's the, you know that's you know those, those are the things I have. I, there's also a poster that I keep in a flash that I keep in my house of of, uh, of Jeter as well. So those you know he was the guy that you know put it this way Don Mattingly. Well, I was born in '83, so Don Mattingly mm-hmm. when he was in his prime was what '88, '89. I wasn't really big into baseball at that point. I didn't get really into baseball until I became a teenager, which was right around the time the Yankees became really good and, you know, went on this run. So for me, you know, just being in that sort of mode, Jeter being the face of it, it all sort of just came together um, from that fashion. Um, what else? Let me see. What else? What were you with? Oh, the Jeter documentary. Juan Soto. Um, it's been Juan Soto. So far. Oh, well, you've been oh yeah, I'll get to that too. Okay. Yeah, the Jeter documentary, tremendous so far. It was a, it was one that Jeter signed, that Jeter created and signed off on. Um, so this is his story told, but in a lot of ways, more than just his story being told, it also tells. I've always wanted to have a documentary of the '90s Yankees, and we're it, 
it's here. This is if you it, you know we've always you know you've seen like the Last Dance and you've seen these other ones. This is our this is for a Yankee fan that it's it's told through Jeter's eyes, but it's his version of events and telling the story of of him coming up to you know growing up going through high school, uh, not getting chosen where he thought he was going to get chosen in the draft, then coming into the league. And they win this fight. There was one part in, in the documentary, it was in the second part, actually, which I did not realize. There was a night where him, Puffy, and I think it was Fat Joe were supposed to go to a nightclub one night. And Jeter said he wasn't going to go because he had a game uh, the next afternoon. And apparently there was a shooting in that club that night. And just by the you know, graces of luck, uh, you know, Jeter avoided you know, that particular situation. Um, but they're going to get to right now. They're, they've just gotten past the '98 season when they won the title. Mm-hmm. So they're, the next two episodes are, are on Thursday. They're going to show episodes three and four um, coming up, and so I, it's definitely a tremendous feeling. There's one quote that he had um, at the end of episode two, which is almost like should be like a life quote for anybody, and he says uh, he's a very lo- he's like I'm very loyal, but loyalty one way is stupidity. And that, when I heard him say that, that was something that you could use in any walk of life, whether it be in the workplace, with coworkers who try to use you, whether it is with friends who always try to mooch off you, whether it's, you know, any type of situation that you can think of where you feel as if you are extending yourself and not getting anything out of it in return either. Loyalty one way is stupidity. That should be. That be my that might be my my work signature now going forward. I may I may end up using that. Um, hey, hey Don, that by was, the way, you might don't use that quote towards the Knicks uh, uh, social media. <laughs> 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 that's that that's like you know that should be like the Nick tagline. Like this is like nineteen seventy three, but we won't go there right now. I'm gonna, I'll leave that to okay. Dominic. <laughs> yeah, not least of you don't go for Dom on that one. <laughs> oh man. And on, on the photo on the photo thing, um, I was very insulted by the offer that the Nationals made. Not the fact that they offered him the total amount that was being offered, which on its own he was going to get regardless. So, you know, whether he was being offered that or not, he was going to get at, at minimum that. But when you actually dig into the numbers deeply, he was going to be offered at a rate of $29 million a year. And as you, me, Jimmy, and I talked about around April with the judge thing, both the Nationals and the Yankees are really trying to pay these guys less than what the highest-paid players in the league are being paid? What? Seriously? Especially for a guy who's 23 years old, arguably right now is as good at his age as Pujols was when he was with the Cardinals that many years ago um a player like him stories were out there months ago that so that soto was going to get paid 500 million bucks whether it was going to be from the nationals or somebody else like the first number in the contract was going to be five so anything that was less than that was a non-starter and so i'm, I'm trying to figure out what the nationals are, are thinking by putting that particular package out there. And on top of that, most of that money was deferred. So he wasn't going to, you know, it's more like a situation where it says 15 years, but it's probably going to take 30 years to get all that money. As The marketplace suggests that his services are worth at minimum about 36 to 38 million, 36 to $40 million a year, right around that range. You figure out how you want to do the math for the next 10 years, but he was going to get 500 million bucks. Scott Boris is going to make sure that that happens, and he will get $500 bucks at minimum when, he, when, when time comes for him to be a, a free agent and he officially gets paid. So yesterday's price is not today's price. And if you're looking to trade for a guy like him, you know, it's going to be worth it 100%. The idea of, ooh, you know, we have to keep this prospect because, you know, this guy might be, you know, something in like five years. Dude, Soto was 23 years old. The last player that was traded – that was that good was Cabrera 15 years ago. The guys who was who were traded for him were guys by the name of Cameron Maben, who is currently in the yes booth right now, and Andrew Miller, who the Yankees had a couple of years ago. 
those were considered at the time like the top, top prospects. Those guys never materialized into what they were expected to be in the minor league, which tells you that having the player, the sure thing, is always the right move whenever you're trying to make that acquisition. So if you're the Yankees, hypothetically, and you want to go ahead and make this trade for Soto, I don't even know if they're really thinking about it, the guys that you're thinking you're going to hold on to are, are never going to be as good as the guy that is currently available for Washington. So just think that over. You get them cost control for three postseason runs, and then you know what? When the time comes to pay, you pay because he's really, 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 really good, and he's a Hall of Famer. Within three years, he would, he can, I can legitimately say he would be a Hall of Famer if he retired right then and there. He's better than Trout. He's better than Judge. He's better than uh, Cabrera at the time it was those, those years ago. He is that level of player, period, end of story. This is not even up for debate. And for anybody to think, oh, you know what, he should have just taken the, the contract that was offered, no. You, that, you have no economic sense whatsoever to be uh, know your value and know that you're being underpaid and undervalued when you're being offered a contract like the Nationals were trying to do. All right, shout-out to Carl at the casino. Dominic, uh, your thoughts. Have, are you watching the, the, the documentary? What are your thoughts on the Soto um, contract rejection by Soto because of the low ball offered by, the, by Nationals and anything else around baseball from this past weekend? Uh, Otani. Oh, oh, yeah, here's my question, Dom, and then fire away. The MLB strike zone, I wish they did more with that. They, we, we talk about that with the NFL, with the red zone. That's the best around about uh, game-to-game channel for Major League Sports. The MLB strikes, they, should, they need to do more with that, man. I don't, know, I don't like what they did with Amazon Prime. I know we're, we're always talking about getting the packages to the, to the, cus, to the customer, to the, uh, to the fan. MLB strikes, they, they should have that literally every night. Give me your thoughts on that and anything on Soto. And then after that, we're going to get quick final thoughts from everybody. Yes, MLB strike zone. I mean, I understand they play 162 games, but they can do better than two days a week, three hours. For that, real? That's just the math don't even add up with that. As far as the, the, quote, loyalty, you can never combine that word with the NBA. There, There is like zero loyalty. <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep that real. No loyalty. On, on the Soto thing, the guy makes a good point because I say this in basketball all the time. If you could strike gold now – with a person that is actually playing and balling right now for somebody that may be, that, that's the big word, you know, maybe potential. This guy isn't in that category. He is what he is. We go through this all the time in the NBA, Steve. Oh, we don't want to give up six draft picks. You know what? That, that last draft pick, that kid's in elementary school right now. You can't, you can't live like that. Sometimes you got to just strike the iron. I think he wasn't going to stay from the beginning. I think he wanted to test the waters, you know, go to a better team because they don't seem to be going nowhere. As far as the Jeter thing, nah, Steve, I, I let it play out this way. I could binge watch it. But before I go, Steve, in our entertainment portion of the show, there is an action-packed movie on Netflix called The Gray Man. I watched it yesterday. You, like, you watched it? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Well, yeah, that was uh, – I, it was action-packed, you know. It was like I a John Wick with a little less steroids, but it was it was definitely action-packed. It kept you interested for two hours. So, uh, as far as baseball, let's, let's again, guys. I'm I'm not into hypotheticals. I'm not into predicting the future. I just want to see things play out. I'm a Yankee fan. Whether they make it to the World Series, win a World Series, I will be a Yankee fan next year because the one thing the Yankees give me that all my other sports teams don't give me. Is competitive action. They keep me interested. They keep me in the game. And that's all I could ask for. All right, cool. Don, you want, you want to uh, extend any uh, quick final thoughts on that, or is that was your final thoughts? You, you go ahead and double down. That was it, Steve. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. I watched it yesterday, Dom. Loved it. Loved it. I'm glad you brought that up. I actually was going to bring that up on Wednesday, but you beat me to the punch. We can talk about it. We'll dive deep into that on, on Wednesday, man. Shout out to Don, man. He always brings the fire with the, the, the sports and analysis and, of course, your entertainment. Jimmy, give, give us, like, 15 seconds, man. Quick final thoughts. We're going to get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got just to gotta keep, uh, just, just gotta, just gotta keep on rolling, and, uh, you know, let's, let, let, let's, let's, beat, let's beat the match and keep winning the uh, – Keep winning as many series as we can, man. 
let's go Yankees. It's always fun. I, I enjoy I enjoy doing this a lot. And uh, yeah, yeah, a great group of guys. And I'm def I'm definitely gonna uh, I'm I'm definitely gonna watch that movie now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always looking oh, yeah, for good be... stuff to watch. So I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. Oh yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah go, definitely watch. Go it. Yankees. Yeah, that and uh, I'm gonna catch up on the uh, Jeter series. Shout out to Jimmy at Kings Eagle One. Yeah, Jimmy, that, that that I watched it yesterday. That was fantastic. Shout out to Jimmy, man. Uh, Carl, final thoughts, man. Like ten, fifteen seconds, man. Uh, no real final thoughts. It was good to be with you guys again. Love you all, and uh, we'll do it all again very, very soon. Well, let me ask you this from a fan level perspective. Uh, you know, how was the Astro fans treating you as you left uh, for those two games, man? Were they, they were calling. Okay. I've been there now okay. two years in a row. They're really, really nice. They're really great people. Um, I've got no – there are a lot of Yankee fans down there. Um, but even with that, the fans are really, really nice. There's no animosity in the crowd. Even though they boo Judge, it's more out of, hey, we have to boo you, so that's what we're doing. There's no vitriol. There's no hate. It's all just fun. We're here to have a good time. And we all shake hands and give each other a hug when we all leave out the game. All right, cool. At the C-Note, shout-outs to Carl, shout-outs to Jimmy, shout-outs to Dom. Uh, this Achilles episode here, uh, as we will be back next Monday to discuss more baseball, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn here on the Blue Blue Show, the Dugout Podcast, man. Enjoy you guys the week, and we'll be back next Monday. Sangre, so ladies and gentlemen, Blue Blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Yeah.